0: This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry rhett and mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Hello, and welcome to the
1: One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858, or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page, Check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. That will ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. So, good morning, Rhett. Good morning. How's it going, Mark? It's going well. How
2: about yourself? It's good. Just, um, you know, excited uh, to talk about our subject today. I know this is something that you're dealing with right now a little bit. um, Having kids in college is kind of an
1: important subject. It is. It is. We're talking about 529 plans today and... My wife and I's oldest daughter, Abby, is in univer- or at the University of Oklahoma. And uh, we actually have a 529 plan for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's been an interesting process to kind of watch how this has worked out. So we are going to talk about saving for college and you know what people should know about 529 plans. It's no secret that the cost of higher education has risen significantly over the past few decades. I mean, when you and I were in school, It was nowhere near as expensive as what it is now. And we wonder why we get out of college and have all this massive amount of debt. Yes, yes, that is a difficult uh, process to that. And so that trend of uh, higher education, you know, going more and more expensive does not seem to be slowing down. Yeah, According to the collegeboard.org tuition and fees and room and board over time,
2: it costs students an average of $20,770 for in-state tuition, fees, room, and board at a public four-year college in the U.S. during this 2017-2018 school year. Uh, like many of the years that preceded
1: it, it was a new all-time high for higher education. I mean, yep.
2: 20 grand. 20 grand. Now,
1: <laughs> now, the good news is, because once again, we are right in the middle of this, when I added up everything, I think she took, she was in 15 hours this semester and lived in the nicest dorm on campus with one roommate and two sweetmates. mates. So, yeah. Uh, hers all totaled where it was just under
2: $14,000. Okay, well, that's not as bad in comparison. But, you know, that $20,000 is not even the
1: the high high as it can go. So that's it can true. certainly
2: be lower. Right. And that, it can certainly be much higher.
1: That, so. yeah, that's at a, at, a you know, just a state institution at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, but look at, you know, you're thinking about
2: going out-of-state tuition or if you're more, going to a private university or something like that can more. be
1: crazy expensive. So we're kind of, kind of a range between right, thirteen, right. fourteen thousand, and twenty, twenty one thousand. 14000 and 21000 it's a lot of money. I think I paid. Uh, you know, I did that
2: uh, degree completion program at Southern Nazarene University, and I think I paid about twenty-one thousand for a year, a whole whole for both year, semesters for, combined. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm, pretty sure. But you know, you're not you're you're not staying on campus. You're not paying all that stuff. It was kind of a different deal. But um, you know, for a young person, if you don't have a, a way saved up or plan to pay for this, that's a lot of money. That's yeah,
1: it can be crushing. Which is unfortunately why some folks have to then start taking loans out right. who might not be completely versed or educated about what a loan means. I've got to pay this back. Yeah. Darn it. I thought it was free money. You know, and that's, that becomes a problem with that debt as the, the, when they finish up. So there is some good news, however. Uh, there are ways to save and help pay for a higher education. One of them is a 529 plan. Now, if that m- number doesn't mean anything to you, you're in good company. EdwardJones.com's 7th Annual 529 Study found that of Americans don't even know what a 529 plan is. The Associated Press published a helpful breakdown in August 2018 titled, The 411 on 529s. Now I promise we aren't gonna bog you down with too much of the numbers, but we will use the information in that article to help provide you with an overview of 529 plans today. So let's start with with what a 529 plan is. It's called that because it's authorized by section, guess what? 529? Five, section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code. You're exactly right. Yeah. 529s may be
2: tax advantage investment plans that initially were designed to help people save for higher education expenses. And they and they still do the, that function. Um, but since their inception, there have been changes to the tax law to increase their flexibility. So with these changes, 529s can be used to pay for private school tuition from kindergarten through 12th grade. So they expanded that scope. It's not just for university. It can be used in younger. Um, the funds in 529 plans can also be transferred to other accounts to help pay expenses for children with
1: disabilities, which we'll discuss later. The changes to the law have made 529 plans much more flexible and, in, and increase their usage. So that gives us a little bit of understanding of what a 529 plans is. The next step is to get a sense of how they work and how we can use them. Now, anyone can set up a 529 plan, and they generally cost very little to get started. Most often, though, parents or grandparents of a child will open the plan with the child listed as the beneficiary. You know, one of the unique things about a 529
2: plan is that they are run at the state level. So your options will vary based on the state that you live in. You don't need to use your state's plan, but based on where you live, you may be able to receive a state-level tax incentive. So as with any financial product, it's good to make sure that the choice that, you know, meets your unique needs, use that one
1: uh, when we're happy to discuss those assets and those options with you. So our time is up for this portion of the show. Preparing for retirement can be overwhelming and even nerve wracking. And when you're thinking about higher education expenses for your children, uh, you know, it it can be overwhelming, but you don't have to do it alone. Visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405 703 3858 to get a PDF copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities.
3: We wanna help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At Retirement Income Strategies, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit At retirementincomeok.com or call us at 405-703-3858 welcome back to the one about retirement
2: podcast my name is rhett wood and he is mark rose if at any point during the show you want to learn more information feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com and while at our website feel free to head over to our media page There, you can check out our past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. Just search The One About Retirement Podcast. Today, we've been talking about 529 plans and what you should know about them. As we discussed earlier, college costs are rising. A new record high was set this past year, according to a collegeboard.org article. It costs students an average $20,770 for in-state tuition fees, room, and board at a public four-year college in the U.S. during the
1: 2017 and 18 school year. So that's a lot of money, that $20,000, you know, being kind of the average for in-state tuition. And in the first section, I was talking about just one semester. When you were talking about Abby. Yes, when I was talking about Abby. And so now, as you said that again, for $20,000, you know, that's the average for a year for tuition, fees, and room and board. Well, if I, you know, you got to double that. For if Fourteen thousand <laughs> is uh, one semester. Then that's going to be our real cost, and that once again that was everything rolled up into that. Uh-huh. That's going to be twenty-eight thousand dollars for the full year. So I was thinking, hey, we're doing You're pretty good, below average of the cost here. But I got to clean that up yeah. and say, you know what? That's uh, just for one semester that I was thinking. Now we're talking two semesters. So now it's more of a twenty thousand to twenty-eight thousand dollar cost of a public in-state tuition at a university. Just don't think about it too much. It'll. it'll yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little more depressed yeah. now, yeah. which <laughs> makes all the more importance put on 529 plans in a way to help people save so you can start putting money in early. And so that's why we've been talking about the 529 plans. The Associated Press published a helpful breakdown in August 2018. That article we referred to already is the 411 on 529s. Utilizing this article, we've discussed that anyone can set up one set up a 529 plan, and it doesn't cost a whole lot to start. They are run at the state level, so each state has its own set of unique options. 529s can also be used to pay for private school tuition from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. So, they the um, rules have kind of become much more flexible nowadays, and uh, it's you know the usage has gone up. Yeah, and the beauty of the 529
2: plan is really Uh, kind of in two details. First, your contributions to the plan may grow tax-free from federal income tax, so that's nice. And second, withdrawals may be tax-free when they're used for qualified expenses. So, you know, if you're following the rules right, you can
1: take advantage of some tax uh, benefits there. Yeah, unfortunately, the qualified expenses under the plan actually make sense. That brings us to the next point about 529 plans, how you can use them. The funds in a 529 account can be used at virtually any accredited higher education institution in the country. Colleges, universities, vocational and technical schools. The money may be used to pay for tuition, books, supplies and other expenses. The federal tax law overhaul we mentioned earlier expanded 529's
2: plan's use beyond higher education. So under the new laws, 529 users can withdraw up to $10,000 per year per beneficiary. Uh, to cover tuition expenses for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Now, I, I don't have any kids uh, yet, but I hope that they don't need $10,000 to go to kindergarten. Well, it's
1: um, funny you say that. I work, I have another uh, friend that I work with in Tulsa, and yeah? both of his kids are in private school, and they've been since um, kindergarten and the amount that he tells me that they pay mm-hmm. yes really yes that's mind boggling that you're paying you know it's, it's a montessori school they really love the way it works but he pays about $7500 per kid per semester wow and they're in they're now in junior high that so, that has that's yes, got to add up to yes, a lot yes it does Uh, You know,
2: what we were talking about withdrawing that money in kindergarten through 12th grade, the, the one catch here is that not all states allow use of these accounts to pay for K through 12 expenses. Uh, in those states, withdrawals might be exempt from federal tax, but will remain subject to state tax. So you got to kind of know the rules for the state that you're in. In fact, some financial experts, experts discourage using a 529 plan in this way because part of the value of the plan is allowing the money to grow on a tax-deferred basis. Using it to pay for kindergarten through 12th grade expenses gives it less time to do so. So just like in anything else, whether you're saving for retirement or building up for college, you know the, the advantage is letting it grow tax-deferred for a long time.
1: Yeah. So it's nice to have the flexibility if you if you need to use it that way, but I think the the base purpose of a five twenty nine is still looking at higher education expenses. Right. You know, and, and people's situation is unique. So make sure you're working with a financial professional that can help you with your specific situation to to find out the best way to do it. And the fact that the cost of higher education continues to rise makes makes it even more important to allow the money to grow and let the power of compounding returns take hold. The power of compounding returns will allow your money to grow over time and become even more useful to you in the long run. We know that tuition has been rising to record levels for years. It can be prudent to let the funds in your 529 grow over time as well and not just pull them out as as soon as your kids start kindergarten. Well, that might not give you the the, long-term growth potential. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, our time for this segment is coming to an end. Our goal at Retirement Income Strategies in our planning process is to truly provide our clients with clarity knowing they will have the comfortable retirement that they've worked so hard for. Visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 to get a free electronic copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities.
3: The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Retirement Income Strategies. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us at retirementincomeok.com. Welcome back
1: to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page and check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. Now, today we've been talking about things you should know about a 529 plan.
2: Yeah, and before the break, we were talking about the value of letting that 529 plan grow over time due to the power of compounding returns. You know, just like with planting a tree, the best time to plant it is 20 years ago. Uh, But changes in the law have allowed for 529 funds to be used for paying for school expenses from kindergarten all the way through high school. Uh, There are other things that have changed with 529 plans over time as well. According to the uh, Associated Press article entitled The 411 on 529s, another change that took effect in 2018 was the ability to roll over 529 plan funds into an ABLE, A-B-L-E account, penalty-free. ABLE, an acronym for Achieving a Better Life Experience, is a tax-advantaged savings account that is set up much
1: like a 529. The Social Security Administration defines an ABLE account on their website at ssa.gov. Here's what the Social Security Administration has to say about these accounts, quote, An Achieving a Better Life Experience, or ABLE, account is a type of tax-advantaged savings account that an el- eligible individual can use to pay for qualified disability expenses. The eligible individual is the owner and designated beneficiary of the ABLE account. An eligible individual may establish an ABLE account provided that the individual is blind or disabled by a condition that began before the individual's 26th birthday. The SSA, or Social Security Administration, goes on to say that ABLE programs and eligible ABLE accounts are generally defined on a state-by-state basis. So, in the case of someone becoming blind or disabled before they're 26 years old,
2: they could roll over any 529 funds into one of these ABLE accounts. Instead of being used for expenses related to higher education, ABLE assets are used to cover... Expenses for individuals with disabilities and their families. As with any rollover, we highly recommend that you consult with a financial services professional before you make any decisions. Some states have different rules for ABLE accounts. A state may have established its own ABLE program or joined with other states to keep administrative costs low. Other states have contracted with private companies to manage the ABLE programs for them. Each program will have its own rules and regulations.
1: Finally, we want to talk about how you can make the most of 529 plans. It's good to know that you don't have to be an expert to start your plan. The funds are easy to set up and they're professionally managed. And as with many investment choices, it's better to start early. But it's also never too late. Any expenses you can pay for up front will not turn into debts down the line. Because the money in 529 accounts must be spent on education-related expenses, People are sometimes concerned about, you know, setting aside too much money. Yeah. Another good question to think about is what if the 529
2: account has more money in it than is required to pay for my expenses? Which would be a A great great problem. (laughs) Great problem. I'm hoping that's true for Abby. Yes. Uh, As mentioned in the Associated Press article we talked about earlier, in some cases uh, you may transfer the funds. To yourself or another family member, so that's always an option, but the use must remain the same. It's still got to be spent on an education expense or penalties and
1: taxes could apply. Yeah, and it's important to mention that different from other retirement savings accounts, that there's no yearly cap on 529 plan contributions. However, for tax purposes, contributions to 529 plans are taxable as gifts. So large contributions to 529 plans can have an impact on your taxes. Well, we're about done for this week's show. Visit our website at
2: retirementincomeok.com to receive a copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities, or call our office at four zero five seven zero three three eight five eight. At Retirement Income Strategies, we are dedicated to providing you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Also, if you have questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to call us at four zero five seven zero three three eight five
1: eight. And this concludes our time for today's show, The One About Retirement Podcast with Mark Rose and Rhett Wood from Retirement Income Strategies. Join us again for another episode of The One About Retirement Podcast. Take care and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to The One About Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call 405 703